Welcome to New Life Church Online. Thank you for joining us today. We are a local church with 18 locations throughout Arkansas. My name is Lydia Flood. I'm with our creative department and attend our Conway campus. We are gonna have a great service today, but first I'm gonna walk you through a few things you can expect. First, we're going to hear from our founding pastor, Pastor Rick Fizet. We'll worship together and also take communion. If you have kids watching, we have Bible lessons and videos just for them linked in the description. Second, we are a relational church. So let us know where you're from and how we can be praying for you by commenting in the chat throughout the service. We have pastors and leaders in the chat who want to connect with you. And finally, while our buildings may be closed, that does not mean the church is closed. As we continue to be the church, we also continue to trust the Lord and give our tithe and offering. If you are part of our New Life family, we have three ways you can give right from home. And there's also a link in the description that you can reference at any time. Because of your giving, we have been able to partner with CityServe and other organizations to feed families in need at this time. So thank you for your continued faithfulness. Okay, everyone, we're about to start. Remember that you can share this video and invite a friend to join you today on Facebook, YouTube, or our website. Thanks for joining us. Hey, New Life Church, welcome into my home. Also, anybody else who might just be passing by uh, this particular link and uh, this video, and I wanna welcome you here as well. This is my living room. I am a pastor over a church in Arkansas, and we have 18 different campuses, and typically, this is not where we have church. Uh, fortunately, we, we have places where we meet. Uh, I don't necessarily like buildings as much as people, but people do not wanna meet outside. They wanna meet in a building. And for the crowds to make it, we gotta have a place to meet. But not now, not with this crisis. Now people are in their homes. I never thought in my entire life that this is the way we would be doing church. Uh, but this is what's going on now. So welcome to my home. I have people that I love here. I got my boo, <laughs> Michelle. And uh, we've been married for 31, 32 years. Who's counting, right? 32 next week. And then I got, I got Grace right here. Her and Kyle have been married over a year. And they, they live right in the city of Conway. And then we have Tanner and Emily who live in West Little Rock. And I'm, I'm glad they're here. Uh, but this is not all of my family. I have some other family members that didn't make it. They're busy uh, doing everything they can to get through this stage of life just like you are. Before we get going, though, I want to encourage you to get some elements for communion. Two things that you're all going to need. I just want to ask for one of you to get it now, uh, for you to get some crackers and some juice. Uh, we have that here uh, on this table. Uh, that juice looks a little bit more like NyQuil, uh, <laughs> but it, it is juice. And, uh, and then we, we have crackers, and so we're going to be doing that uh, pretty soon. So I'm asking all of you to think about that uh, as we gear up for communion. The reason why I want to do communion before we do the rest of this, because I can't think of a better time for us to remember who he is and how important he is to our lives. So today, we're going to take communion. Today, we're going to worship together. Uh, our worship team has already recorded some time together and worship, and my goodness, it's really strong. I need it right now, and so do you. My family really needs it. They're just way out there. Uh, but, but, but seriously, it's easy to get off track. Uh, some of you might be off track. I've been off track today just trying to get all this ready. Been a little bit off track. Worship always brings us back. So not only will we have worship, but I'm going to teach you the Word. I'm going to go through a passage in John. I have my family. They have their Bibles out. This is not their Bibles. They, they don't carry this kind of a Bible. They read it off their app. Well, this is Michelle's Bible, and it's all tore up. I'm proud of you. She's got just about all of it memorized. And uh, Baby, what's your favorite verse, by the way? Jesus wept. <laughs> All right, that's, that's such an encouraging verse. And uh, so we're going we're gonna to read in, in the book of John, chapter 20. You can get that ready too. But the first thing I want you to do is get the elements. We're going to take those together. Now here's how we're going to do it. I have a friend, his name is Abe Smith. And uh, for years now, 
He's been singing this song in our church called Still. And I have the lyrics uh, somewhere here on my computer. I, it, it moves me because, uh, first of all, the brother can sing. And uh, he's, he's, he's not the most handsome uh, person in our church. <laughs> kidding. Uh, but he can sing. I just love him. And uh, this song, man, the lyrics say something like, When the oceans rise and the thunders roar, meaning when difficult times are around. He said, I will soar with you above the storms. Like, like he's above the storms. That's where we're going. And then he said, so find rest my soul in Christ alone. Here's what I want to ask you to do. Get the elements. And I want you to remember these two things, the bread and the juice. Uh, Jesus said, whenever you take it, remember me, the bread. It represents his body, all that he went through, the way that he was broken, and what he gave up just to have a relationship with us. It's Christ alone. That's the only reason why we're together right now. Uh, the thing that I keep hearing over and over from my friends around the world is, how do people do it without Christ? And then my friends who do not know Christ are more open than they were even a month ago. It's Christ alone that we should think about uh, in this time. So that's the body, the bread. Also, the juice represents his grace. I don't know about you, but I need to remember his grace because I need it desperately. So when we sing this song still, I want you to pass those elements around, the bread and the juice, and you just self-serve it anytime you want to as we worship with all of our heart, soul, and strength, because it's a good time to remember who he is. Let's worship together. Thank you. 
I love worshiping just like you, and this is what we're doing in our home, just like you are. We took communion. You can see uh, that we still have some juice left and some crackers, so if you ran out, you can come over and we'll hook you up right now. Uh, but we were worshiping. Tan, did you do it right? Everybody did it right? No mistakes. And, uh, and, uh, but it's great, man, to sing that song still with, with Abe and then Tracy's in the song. We put Tracy in every song we can because she is amazing at leading worship. And I would have her sing my sermons if I could figure out a way to do it. And she's just, she's rock solid. And I thank God for her and all of our worship team. And so earlier, Michelle was joking around about the verse that she knows, Jesus wept, shortest verse in the Bible. Uh, But really, I am talking about weeping today, but not the tears of Jesus. Like when he looked at Jerusalem, the Bible said he had compassion. And he wept with Lazarus. He, he wept. Uh, but today, I'm going to talk about times where we're hurting. And when he's looking at us and we're crying. Uh, there's a lady I'm going to talk about named Mary Magdalene, uh, who he looked at her, and she was in a lot of pain. I'll tell you more about that later. And he said, woman, why are you crying? Like, what's going on? Uh, I know that there are a lot of people who are hurting out there right now. As a pastor, I'm getting, I'm getting the wind of this. I'm hearing about it. It's, it seems to be uh, more this week than last week, and then the anticipation of next week. I'm not a doom and gloom person. I like to talk about things that are great, uh, but I want to know what's really going on too. But I'm very encouraged that the Lord looks over and He sees when we're in a crisis. Even in our church, I've seen people uh, in business who have had to lay off many, and they're talking about the next round of it. And they're hurting because of it. And the people who are getting those calls are hurting. Thinking about somebody who owns a gymnasium, and they had to close it down. And, um, and then their car broke down, wondering if they can pay for their house. Uh, you hear these type of things. Uh, many other reports as well. A lot of my kids are in ministry, and they're, they're out there and hearing the rumblings of the, of the pain. So I don't want to get too heavy in this, because this is a good story I'm going to teach you on. And when Jesus looks at a crisis, that there's, there is great news in it. Let's see if we can find it. Uh, by the way, uh, we were laughing uh, during the worship a little too much because there's a wasp that kept hitting up against the door, the window, and we thought, man, that's going to be a problem uh, if it keeps that up. So we're all laughing. But outside right now, somebody has dropped off a stray cat, and they live outside of my house right now, and I'm convinced it's one of our members who've done this. Definitely. And clearly a, bla- a backslidden member and, uh, but I've decided when I find out who it is, it's so funny being a Cajun at all, I'm going to drop off at their house a lot of water moccasins. <laughs> and so I got them all ready to go, and uh, man, this is going to be a blast. Uh, so there's, there's still some joy going on in everyone's home, but as we look at this crisis, it's easy for us to think, man, where's the Lord in all of this? And so I'm really proud of New Life Church. Every week, um, you know, we like to give updates on what's going on in our church that is good, the outreach that we're doing. And uh, this is when we usually take up an offering, and we're going to do that right now before I teach the Word. And If you're visiting today, there's no reason to be involved in this, but our people are faithful in giving. But, for example, over the last week, we were able to feed 10,000 people, 10,000 meals and, uh, and we, over the last three weeks, we've had six semi-truckloads of different goods coming in, and we've been distributing them to hurting people. Uh, things as simple as diapers and other essentials, maybe even a, an appliance here and there. I'm very proud that you guys are all looking around trying to figure out how we can serve one another. Mm-hmm. So when we sing this song, it's a song that's really familiar in our church. It's called Our God and Our King, and it's sang by my friend Seth Flood. First time I ever heard this song, I was in a small room just like this. And somebody said, well, uh, here's a new song we have, and here's another new song that we have. And I said, well, is there any more? 
And, uh, and Seth chimed in, he's a humble guy, and he goes, well, I have one that you may like. And then when we heard this song, we knew it was gonna be for a, for a season, like an anthem in our church. And, uh, but I want you to pay attention to the lyrics. This brother is brilliant and he loves the Lord, but these lyrics, I don't know, they just, they put you right where you need to be in terms of who Jesus is for you and what is eternity about. And man, it's a, it's a really good worship song. I wanna worship with you. I hope you wanna worship as well. If you're in your living room, like we are, when the song starts, you can stand, uh, you can sing along with us. Worship in any way that you want to, but let's worship. Our God is the author and the first in love. And his works they resound through generations past. From creation to the Savior, to the world we now see. Our God is sovereign in the power. God is the healer who will never change. Defender of the weak and a shield for the saved. And he binds up the broken and raises the dead. Well, if our God is for us, then who can be again? Our God will forever and ever be praised. One million days our lips sing his name. And when we have finished, we'll start in again. For our love will go on and on like his.
We exalt you. Hallelujah. Praise his name. It's a great thing to sing. It's a great thing to believe. Uh, I want to go to the word now in John chapter 20. Uh, get your Bibles out. If you only have your phone there, that's totally good. And we're going to look at a few verses. And I want to take my time in this because I think this could really encourage us all. I hope you're hungry for the Lord and, and his word. Uh, this is a crazy time in this passage of scripture. Uh, they're getting very close to Easter, and uh, just like we're getting close to Easter, they were much closer. It was only uh, moments before Easter, and, uh, and they had had a really bad season, a bad few days. Jesus was arrested. He was falsely accused. Uh, he had trials that were unfair, and then he was, was killed on an old rugged cross, and they really only had one job left, this lady was to make sure that Jesus, was his body, was taken care of uh, in that tomb. And so let's pick up that story in John chapter 20 and verse 1. It says, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark. Uh, so they're in a crisis. It's very dark uh, right now. The time has changed. And I don't know if you notice when you get up in the morning, it's still dark outside. Uh, that's kind of what's going on right now. And Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she was puzzled by that. That should not have happened. And so she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved. Now, this is funny to me uh, because this is the book of John. So who wrote the book of John? John. Quick, my family, they are ready. <laughs> we didn't even rehearse that. Okay, and so uh, this is John. Who is the beloved? John. 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 So who called John the beloved? John. John. So he calls himself that. So you see the humanity in this. Uh, no other gospel says that. It's just John calling himself the one that Jesus loves the most. We know it had to be true because it made the cut of the Bible. But still, you can just see a little bit of like a little trash talk, like he loves me the most. Uh, but I do want to let you know that that should be the angle we all have. Uh, my grandmother was amazing at making everybody feel like that she loved them the most. 
So when she died at her funeral, we were all bragging about who she loved the most, and we found out she had told all of us that she loved us the most uh, in, in a single conversation, all of us, many times. I hated that moment because I really thought she loved me the most. But John, the beloved, he was convinced that Jesus loved him the most. So let's pick up the story, some fun things in here uh, to see. And they had taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. That's what Mary is telling these brothers. So Peter and the other disciple started to run for the tomb. Started for the tomb is what it says. Both were running, but the other disciple, this is John talking about himself, outran Peter. Okay. Now, is that necessary? <laughs> <laughs> Does that have anything to do with the story? This is about a race. And he reached the tomb first. Like he's like, said it again. He outran him and he reached the tomb first. Of course, if you outrun somebody, you're going to get there first. So he's just egging this on. Let's admit he, it. If it was the book of Rick, it'd probably be written the same way. Did you just say that? <laughs> We're trying to do a recording right now. Okay, I do love trash talk more than sport. I just like to talk, and this is what's going on here. Uh, let's just keep this moving. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so he bent over and looked in, and the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, and finally the other disciple who had reached the tomb first. So he's doing this again along also went inside in verse 11. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. She's thinking, man, I just, I don't know what I did wrong. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. At this time, the Bible says that she saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. And they asked her, Although she didn't know it was angels, they asked her, Woman, why are you crying? All of heaven notices when you're hurting. And she said, They have taken my Lord away. The Lord is very personal to her. You're going to need that in a crisis. Mm -hmm. And she said, I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. Please, I want you to get this. Her pain was so intense that she didn't recognize Jesus right there in front of her. And in fact, in a minute, you're gonna see that Jesus spoke to her and she didn't recognize his voice either because all she could see was the crisis, the pain. And he asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? is a great question, I think, for all of us. Uh, in a crisis, is not a bad idea for you to think about, what do you want to learn in this? What are you looking for in this? Uh, you're in a crisis now. When it's done, in retrospect, when, when you look back, what do you want to have learned? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Always teach people, if you walk through the season with faith, and in maturity, when you look back at it, you'll be proud that you did it for the Lord. You'll have a couple of hiccups here and there, but, but we, don't have to, we don't have to let the pain of the crisis dictate who we are. Just like Mary, it didn't even dictate what she was looking for. She still had her eyes looking for the Lord. And so I felt like it'd be a good time for us before I bring you the best part of this story. For, for you to worship again, right there in your home. Uh, I, I can't think of anything better for us to do than to lift up his name. Because the Bible says no matter where you are, that you're drawn unto that name, into that name, toward that name. And I want you to remember uh, that Jesus wants you searching for him. And if you're going through a difficult time, he sees the tears. He's even asking, why are you hurting? Why are you crying? What are you looking for? Let's remember the goodness of God as we worship together.
always think about when I, when I hear lyrics like that, like, I believe in you. It's amazing to me when we sing with faith like that, like, I believe in you. It's, it, it builds us like it, it puts us in a closer relationship with him. Mary in this story is very close to him, but it doesn't seem like that to her. But she is on the verge of going through the biggest crisis of her life to the greatest moment in the history of the world. Like in just one second, this is about to change for her. So Jesus looks at her and says, who is it you're looking for? Jesus knew exactly who she was looking for. But he knows that it's good for us to remember what we're looking for, and it's not a bad thing to say it. Mm-hmm. I just, I double dog dare you at some point this week for you to get along with the Lord and say, Lord, I'm looking for you. Mm-hmm. Where are you in this? Yeah. What do I need to learn right now, Lord? Uh, this, is a, this is a difficult time. So look at this next part. Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, Tell me where you have put him, and I will go and get him. In other words, I want him. I just need to know where he is. She's not accusing this person of doing anything wrong. She just misses her Lord. Even though she doesn't see him as alive, she just wants to do it right. She wants heaven to be proud of her. She misses him. And uh, as as I think about this, uh, our lives change when we're going through a difficult time, when, we, when we, we hear his call. The next verse is one of my favorite verses in this whole, the whole gospel uh, because Jesus said to her at that time, she's talking to the gardener, it's Jesus, but she thinks it's a gardener, and Jesus looks at her and simply says, Mary. He just called her name. Mary. And the Bible says it was in that moment that she saw who it was. She said, Rabbi, you're my master. You're the, you're the one that I thought, like, like it's you. You know what I've noticed as I was reading this and praying about you and trying to grow myself? Some of us in this crisis, we need to hear him call our name. It's just been a long time since you've heard him call your name. Maybe you need to hear it again. And so we're going to go into this song called Waymaker. The Bible says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the waymaker. And I want us to sing this song. It's got so many powerful words in it. Mm-hmm. He's a promise keeper. He's a light in, in our darkness. He's our God. That is who you are. It's a good thing for you to know that is who you are. So I love this song, but here's what I'm praying. I'm praying we don't hear a song. I'm praying that you hear the Lord call your name. Right in this season. In all your worry and concern, let him call your name as we sing Waymaker together. Let's go for it right now.
think the Lord is trying to tell us in the story we keep referring to that we're all stronger uh, when we realize that he's right there. Like he's been there the whole time. This happened to a few other disciples when they were walking on the road to Emmaus. Uh, he said, how are you? Are you okay? And he said, sir, don't you know what happened? Are you the only one in all of Israel that doesn't know what happened? They were talking to the Lord. Their pain kept them from seeing that he was right there. But later on, when they communed together, when they ate together, their eyes were open and they saw that he had been there the whole time. So here's my heart. Before the crisis happened, I was starting to get very alarmed about the church in the world, like in America, the church, the, the big C church, our local church too. But all the churches together, everyone who has given their heart to the Lord, those that preach the word, um, was concerned even for our church because there's so many things going on and we're so busy that I, I felt as though that we were no longer looking for him with intentionality or with passion. You could see other things had moved in, like passion for sports. I love sports. There's nothing more fun than watching LSU beat Bama. That's probably why my voice is out right now. Uh, but interesting enough, although I don't think the Lord caused this virus, I don't, you know, theologically, I'm not even thinking about that right now. Uh, but I do know that all of sports, you can't find it now. Only reruns. How boring is that? Uh, concerts, if you like music, they had to shut them down now. Some of you, you worship your job and your career. And you're not even allowed to go over there right now. I mean, if you, if you think about the, the way that we've gotten off track, even with TV and series, uh, that we are addicted to, whatever means that you, you get your, your TV from. Uh, now they can't even film anymore for new series, movies. Theaters are closed down. I think there has to be something in this that can cause us to find him again in this crisis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. But not if you're not looking. Sadly, the churches were wide open for years, up until recently. And it wasn't something that people were craving as much. So I am praying, because our, our whole purpose statement is that we would bring our friends to the house of God. That's what we're doing right now. So people would give their hearts to the Lord and become fully devoted followers of Christ, mature in Christ. So I just want to ask you this week and even right now for you to be thinking of ways that you can put him in the center of your home again and he'll be your passion again because I do want to have church with you again, but I don't want to go back to the church we were before. Mm -hmm. No. It's time for us to fall in love with him. So here's what I want to ask you to do. We're going to all stand, if you don't mind. Um, and I just want to pray over you. In fact, we'll have to remain seated. But I want you to stand in your homes if you can. If you're driving your car, don't, don't stand. I don't know how you can possibly <laughs> do that. Uh, but I want to pray a prayer of blessing over you. And um, so right there, just right where you are, just take your hands, all of you, and just put them out in front of you. And I'm going to pray that you will recognize the Lord is there the whole time. Lord, would you please give us passion again for you? We're so sorry, Lord, that we should keep looking everywhere. We want to look at you. We know you're calling our name. So, Lord, I ask that you will show us how to find you deeper in our homes and in our lives. Early in the morning, whether it's 7.14 a.m. prayer, 7.14 p.m. prayer, whether it's a day we're seeking you and fasting and whatever it might be. But beside all that, we just want to connect with you again and worship. Yeah. Yes, Jesus. 
Let the toughest man listening right now, let his heart melt for you. Let the most fearful person, man or woman, uh, have confidence that you're involved. Yes. Maybe the main thing you want is for us to call upon you and to hear you call our name. So let your face shine upon us. Let us be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Lord, I pray that when we walk into a room, we walk with you. If we see someone who's hurting, let us not hesitate to pray for them and to encourage them. Give us faith in this season, oh God, because we need you desperately. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for joining us today. If you need continued prayer after this, we encourage you to fill out a Connect card. The link is in the description, or you can text one word Connect card to 88000. Also, if you feel like this message would be a blessing to someone else that you know, we invite you to share that with them. And if you would like to continue with us in worship, we have campuses located throughout Arkansas and their services are about to start. So we encourage you to check out their social media. Thanks church, and we hope you have a great week.